Hello everyone, my name is Rochelle Innocent and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. <laughs> our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes. Autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. And we are so thrilled to be offering one of the first of its kind digital, virtual, and continuous learning environments, enabling parents and children to connect from all around the world. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions and to create space on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday, so be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. Now, if it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available on 12 different podcast platforms for your listening leisure, and we've provided you with access to the links in the description down below. Now, as is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like these conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness and education on a week by week basis and this week we're talking about mental wellness and on the topic of mental wellness I'm going to be talking about detoxifying yourself from toxic relationships. So as I've mentioned in a few videos, Project Purpose is really birthed out of my healing journey after recovering from narcissistic abuse in my family and then also recovering from a lot of the narcissistic abuse that I was subjected to in adulthood and I want to have a conversation about what that looked like and I think that it's really important that we recognize that when you're born into abuse there's different layers and chapters to healing. And while I was very much focused on self-love and on making sure that I cared about myself, I cared about my well-being, I cared about my health and all of the ways that it translated, I was very on top of making sure that, you know, physically I was well, that I was doing all the things, all the right things by way of nutrition, by way of diet, by way of fitness to stay physically healthy. And the same for emotionally, I was reading everything I could read. I was trying to understand my my situation from a cerebral perspective so that I could help myself heal. I was really trying to do my best to put myself in settings that allowed me to heal and gave me the opportunity to maintain and fuel hope there was a different way of existing and that I could still find relationships that were really good for me and that really felt good.
But I think the final straw in my healing journey was learning self-respect. And I think that when you're born into abuse or when you're acclimatized to abuse, when it becomes the dysfunction that it is your norm, then you have a really hard time identifying the line between what's respectful and what isn't. And that's because you're so used to accommodating disrespect that it's not something that you really think twice about. And so I am a social butterfly. I am someone who loves to socialize. I love connecting with people, but I had to completely remove myself, not just for my safety, but also because I needed to recalibrate and really figure out a working definition of self-respect. And I think a lot of us need to do this in our own time and in our own way. If it is the case that we're recovering from any kind of toxic relationship, because there are certain behaviors that we accommodated or there are certain things that we're no longer attuned to that are signals of disrespect, right? But if we don't know what respect looks like, if we were never taught to respect ourselves or we've never been treated with respect by the people who who were there to take care of us and to teach us what that looked like, then it becomes our own job. It becomes our own responsibility to give ourselves a sense of what respect looked like. And I think that while I tried to show love in the way that I responded to and that I catered to my relationships, I was really struggling with loving the people around me, loving myself and figuring out, well, how do I love myself and respect myself in relationships that are toxic? And so I figured out a way to love myself in those relationships, but a lot of those relationships were tumultuous as I had to set boundaries and reinforce boundaries, which came with a lot of conflict because I was in relationships with people who didn't respect me. And I think the underlying basis of an abusive relationship is a relationship that is with someone who doesn't feel inclined to respect you for whatever reason. And those were the relationships that I was accommodating, not recognizing that a lot of the issues that I was facing in those relationships were just a signal of them not respecting me and me tolerating those issues or tolerating those behaviors was a signal of a lack of self-respect. And that was a bitter pill to swallow because I like to think that I have my back, that I'm my own best ally, but I had to learn the language of self-respect and I had to learn that in isolation. I had to rebuild a relationship with myself and learn to prioritize the relationship with myself above every other relationship. And I think that my journey towards self-respect is still definitely ongoing, but I've learned one that my relationship with myself is far more important to me than my relationship with, with anyone else. And that's a lesson that you have to learn when you tolerate disrespectful relationships. You have to first learn to respect and honor the relationship you have with yourself. And then that translates in the relationships that you seek out and also the relationships that you're primed for. But now I'm a social butterfly that mostly hangs alone. I hang solo and that's because I'm still figuring out the language of self-respect and I'm still very sensitive to the fact that I've been disrespected for so long. I don't want to put myself in an environment where I'm leaving myself disrespect and I've learned that in my own company what company should feel like right what peace feels like what joy feels like what comfort feels like and I've learned that in my own company because I find when I'm not surrounded by people who are trying to break me down that's not the language that I use with myself right so figuring out the language that I use with myself and then seeking out people who use that language with me is going to be the way that I build relationships moving forward but also recognizing quality over quantity I am not looking to be the social butterfly and in the mix the way that I used to be because I think that it garnishes a lot of different kinds of behaviors and I just had too much threshold I had too much tolerance for a lot of those behaviors so it gave people license they felt they had license to be disrespectful and that spiraled out of control way out of control and so while I'm building my barometer of self-respect and I'm cultivating the language to maintain respectful boundaries with the people around me I'm learning that solitude is the best 
medicine when you're detoxing yourself from toxic relationships. Solitude, giving yourself an opportunity to reflect, to dwell, to build yourself a working frame of what respectful relationships are going to look like for you moving forward. And what behaviors, though they don't hurt anymore, because unfortunately, once you're desensitized to certain kinds of abuse, it's not hurt and pain that will signal to you that this behavior is disrespectful or, dis or is abusive. You just have to build these rules and these working definitions, right? Because unfortunately, there are certain things that just don't hurt my feelings anymore. So I can't depend on my feelings to prompt me to have the conversation that this was disrespectful or this was over the line. I have to have a working definition of that from a cerebral perspective while I emotionally heal. And I think even when I emotionally heal, I still have that threshold. So I have to really build more of an intellectual cerebral working definition of, well, even though this doesn't hurt my feelings, it is rude and it is inappropriate and it's not something that I should tolerate, right? So building just scripts when it comes to that, I think has been really part of my healing journey because I think that a lot of the behaviors that I'm dealing with now are a byproduct of me just giving people too much license to do and say what they wanted and still calling them friends. And I realized that that was a lack of self-respect, right? Like that was a lack of self-respect. A lot of the issues that I'm dealing with now, I wonder if I would still be dealing with them if I had enough self-respect to create distance with these individuals right out of the gate, or I had enough self-respect to recognize that when I was hearing rumors and rumblings about things being said that were fairly, I guess like they were rude, they weren't kind, but I think that I gave a pass because I was like, oh, they were probably going through a, a, a difficult ordeal. Like I think I was too empathic towards people who were really being very malicious, right? And I think that my definition of malice has become like much more robust. I have a much stronger working definition of malicious behavior that covers every nuance because I think before like it had to be really bad for it to catch my attention. And then if it caught my attention, I would respond with a lot of passion, right? And I think people would be like, oh, you know, Rochelle's very assertive because I can defend myself, but it just takes too long for me to have the hurt feelings to feel the need to ride to the occasion. So I'm like, well, I can't rely on my feelings necessarily, but I can build a working definition so that I can lead with respect. I can lead with self-respect in the relationships that I entertain and the relationships that I hope to build and to drive moving forward. And I think that that's the advice that I give all of you that when it comes to healing from a toxic relationship and then being open to having new relationships, you really want to build yourself a working definition of respect. And that starts with cultivating and rebuilding that self-respect that was lost or that was never built depending on what your foundational years were like or your fundamental years were like. But I've learned that self-respect is everything. I found self-love a while ago. Like it's been a while since I've learned to love myself and have that love translate in the boundaries that I've established. But I think self-respect is like the next step. And right? I think when you learn to respect and love yourself then the way that you react and the way that you respond and the way that you show up in your life and in the lives of the people that you that you surround yourself with is going to be very very different and so I am saluting you all for the difference that you're hoping to create in your life I think that is challenging but I think solitude learning and rebuilding relationship with yourself, reconnecting with yourself, quality time with yourself. And I guess it's more significant to me than it is for others because quality time is one of my love languages, but I needed to spend time alone to heal, 
to regroup and to define like what self-respect look like moving forward and how do I honor myself and demonstrate self-respect in all that I say and all that I do and all the things that I don't do either. So I was hoping to come on here and have that conversation with you, give you some of that insight to help guide you on your path towards self-respect and self-love as you heal from those toxic relationships. In any case, short and sweet, that was it, but definitely not all, not before letting you go. I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month, every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So definitely be sure to tune in. Now these events are paid events, so if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis, then I do suggest that you take a look at one of our package plans. Yes, so we do offer package plans over and above our live events, as well as access to webinars and workshops largely focused on self-mastery over and above those events. So check it out. Be part of our Game Changer community, being part of the change that you want to see, allowing us a small role to play in your journey. We are on the road to 1K, so we invite you all to follow us across all of our social media platforms, and we look forward to chatting with all of you very soon. We'll talk to you later.